We're doing AFC North record predictions and spilling all the details we know about the Countess's new man. Um, and guess what? There might be a Housewives NFL tie there. Definitely tune in to find out what I'm talking about and fill up those wine glasses. everyone hello hello how's it going it is wednesday obviously and this is the real football fans of new jersey we are coming at you live across facebook youtube and twitter but then also some of you are catching us on demand on the podcast on your favorite outlets like spotify apple podcasts and anywhere else where you happen to listen to a podcast i don't know where else you listen to podcasts to be honest that's where i listen to them the spotify the spotify but we are here i am caitlin this is katie and we are here every week every episode to deliver you the best football the best housewives the best wine content squashed a bug the best i'm trying i'm trying the best bug squashing content you could ever get from a podcast. We are so happy to be with you for episode 166, ticking them off left and right as we usually do. So let's go ahead and get into tonight's episode with questions, Q&A. Q&A. We did ask you guys for questions. We pulled three of our favorites to share with you tonight. But if you have questions throughout the show live on the platforms, please go ahead and ask them and we will be sure to answer them. But let's go ahead and get started and dive on into them. So the first one, if you are an NFL player, what music would you listen to before a game to get pumped up? I like to think that I have a little bit of a like a unique taste in music, more so meaning that I just like don't like mainstream stuff. Mm. Um, and I don't like today's music either, which is falls with mainstream. Um, <laughs> mine is really, really random. You wouldn't think it's like pump up music, but I'm thinking one specific album from Incubus. Um, oh. and it's an album called A Crow Left of the Murder. And I can remember listening to that album nonstop when I was a freshman in high school running on my treadmill in my parents' basement <laughs> and feeling like I could run forever listening to it. And it's not meant to be like pump you up, get you ready right. for a football game. Uh, but it just was, it was fast paced. And like it, it, that to me is like, that would get me to run through a brick wall. So incubus, not a typical answer, but that's mine. Well, I used to run on your parents' treadmill yeah. in the basement to uh, the two-a-days, two the <laughs> season one of two-a-days. Okay. We could do a whole show about that. Honestly, that would be just one episode, just recapping yeah. season one. I watched season two, though. I wasn't that big of a fan of season two, but season one was great. I have them on DVD. I actually think your brother might have them. I don't think I actually Give that back, Give that back Ricky. Give if you are watching, give me back my two-a-days DVDs. <laughs> Phenomenal TV show. Um, but yeah, honestly, um, so 
it's funny because like I think about back to my lacrosse days. I think about after college when I was running half marathons, like mm-hmm. the songs that I would really, really listen to that like kept me going and like got me excited. I gotta tell you, I don't have like a specific artist, but like 2000s like rap and hip hop like really gets you like pumped up. And I, I love all of that stuff. Like early, like probably early to mid 2000s. Obviously, I know we're still in the 2000s, but I'm talking about like right out, right out the 90s, 2000s, and then probably like 2005, 2006. Um, just like a lot of good stuff and just get you like get you hype, get you going. Um, there definitely are a couple of songs though from like my college days like I'm the weirdo that says like a One Direction song will pump me up because like it just does it, it gets you at certain times the random stuff that you know sometimes it sometimes does I'm trying to think of like the most random <sighs> no I will I am a little weird though so I listen to when I write um I write a lot for work and I have to be like in the zone I listen to film scores when I write that oh, like really I helps me. <laughs> I know I know so that's like my one like tip, but I wouldn't listen to a film score before. Um, I actually NFL game. Owned, I actually owned the soundtrack. Now, now we're old. The CD. I own the soundtrack for the Friday Night Lights movie. It was the movie soundtrack mm-hmm. for that movie, and every single song is by a band called Explosions in the Sky. And there's no words in any of the songs. That's what. It, yeah, that's a pump up CD. Mm-hmm. So. Great. Great film scores. I'll see if it comes on my Pandora the next time I listen to it. All righty. This question's quite comical, and I don't really know how to take it. It says, why don't you support a true team like the New York Jets? Are they a true team? I honestly really love our Jets fans that that follow this podcast because there's many of them. Obviously, we're located in the state of New Jersey. and, and I love it. And they always are very like vocal and they're, they're voting yeah. and asking questions. So this makes me laugh. I, I don't think we, we don't not support them, but of course, yeah. like we are the big brother in New York. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, look, look at Buffalo. I mean, Buffalo's everybody out of the state, but everybody knows that Buffalo is in New York. Um, but no, we, we don't, I don't think we hate on the jets too, too badly. We, we call them like they are, just as though I feel as though I call the Giants for what they are. Right. Like every like, other team, you just call yeah, them what they I, are. Specifically, we just, we just keep it real with the Jets. We call I, it as it is. I think there's a common misconception, like, outside of New Jersey and New York that, like, there's, like, this massive, like, Giants-Jets rivalry, yeah. and, like, there just isn't. Like, they're really, like – you know, once in a lifetime, we play each other. And we obviously play them on that huge Christmas Eve game when Victor Cruz like blew up. Like, that's great. Like, that's a game you want to see. And that's something you get pumped up the week beforehand. You want to hate all Jets fans the week after you're hating on them. But it's just not a constant hate. And it's not a team, like you said, we we don't support them. Like, I don't, I wouldn't say I support them. It's still, but it's New York sports. So it just, it is what it is. I think Jets fans like to make it more of a rivalry than it is. And I think it's because like, yes, we will say till the day we die that we are the big brother and they're the little brother. And it's just the truth. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, look at the, look at the Super Bowl trophies. You can just say that and not yeah. have any other argument. Um, and so I think for Jets fans, it's a little more of a rivalry than we see it as. Right. But to me, it's like, ah, oh, they're, they're not good. They don't, they don't bother me. They play in the AFC. Like we're not yeah. in the same division. We're not in the same conference. Who cares? Yeah, exactly. 
All righty. And rounding out our Q&A segment, how was your 4th of July? Long weekend, long weekend. It was a long weekend. And um, the, the weather was a little suspect, except 4th of July was yes. honestly the, the day of. It wasn't looking promising at first. It turned out to be a beautiful day. Mm-hmm. Our friends, um, Kate, well, Caitlin couldn't be there. She'll tell you how her 4th was. But uh, our friends hosted a barbecue and they had a phenomenal fireworks show that I was not <laughs> expecting it. It was like 30 minutes long, like legit, legit fireworks. Mm-hmm. They are legal now. So nobody come after us thinking that we did illegal shit, but yeah. <laughs> um, we had a great time and it was a great day and so happy to just be outside. Like the weather right. this summer in New Jersey has been awful. It is either so bad. five and blistering hot or it is just straight downpouring raining. Uh, so to have a good day, especially on the fourth was great. It was a lot of fun. How about you? So I had a phenomenal weekend. So I was up in Portland, Maine and funny enough, I packed for a weekend of a summer weekend and Right away during my trip, I had to go to the L.L. Bean flagship store and buy a whole new wardrobe for the weekend because it was rainy and about 50 degrees the whole weekend. So pants, a vest, a long, long sleeves, everything that I could. So I literally bought a brand new wardrobe with me you there. Forgot, you forgot to tell people, you forgot to start this story with the fact that Katie told me to pack sweatshirts. <laughs> And well, she, I don't listen. She didn't listen to me. I did not listen. And, but honestly, putting that aside, Maine is absolutely beautiful. Uh, where we stayed, there was breweries, wineries, restaurants, a great place if you're a foodie, if you love to try out new types of alcohols, like a really, really good place. I'm actually, major shout out to, I'm drinking wine from a can tonight. And if you can see, there is a blue lobster on it because it's the Blue Lobster Urban Winery. Very okay. cute, tight. Ty- tiniest winery ever. It wasn't on a vineyard. It was just its own little stander. Uh, but my boyfriend and I went, you know, we did the the flight. I got, the, as soon as I tried the Chardonnay, I was like, this is chef's kiss. Beautiful, beautiful. In a can, they sell it online. I think I'm going to order more. Uh, absolutely love it. But all in all, great weekend. We capped it out with fireworks as well. I had a great time. They were so, I swear they were like right here though. And I have really sensitive ears. I swear to God, I was like just closing them the whole time. But I love, love the way they love. I love a good firework. So, um, but yeah, all in all great. I'm looking forward to go back. If anyone needs any recommendations, I mean, the recommendation is just to go. I want to go. I'll take recommendations. Yeah. Just the recommendation. First one is to definitely go. Um, And it's only an hour plane ride too, if you don't want to take the truck. Yep. Okay. I'll probably be doing that next. (laughs) Coming from the girl who hates flying. If it's a quick one hour, the one hour uh, flights are okay though, because you're up and then about 20 minutes later, they're like, all right, we're descending. You're like, all right, that's the best part of the flight, descending. <laughs> so, Absolutely. But yeah, great weekend. So thank you guys again for your questions. If you are watching live now on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter, go ahead and pop over your questions as we are live throughout the rest of the episode and we will answer them. Yeah. Um, we're going to get into our big stories of the week in the world of football. We are going to do our NFL quick hot topics. This first one actually off the top of my head, Caitlin, I, I want to give you a question uh, in regards to this first story, but let's, uh, let's tell you what it is first. On Friday, it was announced that the Dallas Cowboys were selected to be HBO's 
hard, uh, on HBO's Hard Knocks this upcoming season. We recently played a game uh, on the show. We told you the five candidates were. It included the New York Giants. Mm -hmm. And we were kind of just waiting to see, like, what storylines yeah. did we want to hear? What teams did we want to see? Um, Hard Knocks is going to premiere on August 10th. That's, that's a month away. It's going to be here before we know it. It's going to feature five episodes of the team at training camp, as it always does. This year, we're going to get to see, you know, the preseason games, which is going to be great. We didn't get that last year with COVID. Um, this is actually the third time Dallas has been on Hard Knocks. The I, like, did not realize that until they yeah. came out with, like, that picture. I think it was on the NFL's Instagram of, like, teams that have been on Hard Knocks. And, like, when I was, like, I literally had to, like, do a double take. I was, like, oh, there they are again. Oh, three. Oh, oh. <laughs> so they will be the first NFL team to ever be on Hard Knocks three times. They were on in 2002 and in 2008. Um, I have a quote from Ken Rogers. He's the VP and senior coordinating producer at NFL Films. He said, the Cowboys are one of the most storied franchises in NFL history and a team that elicits strong reactions from fans around the world. Tens of millions of fans love them, but just as many people love to hate them. Either way, when the Cowboys show up, people watch, which makes them perfect for hard knocks. I don't disagree. And he said right. this year, their high-profile status as America's team is paired with uniquely interesting storylines. So, Caitlin, that is my question to you. Um, I kind of want to say, like, besides the big, big, like, obvious of, like, how's Dak Prescott going to look, like, returning after that injury – What's like a storyline with the Dallas Cowboys that you're kind of interested in watching on Hard Knocks this year? Yeah, I mean, I think that they have like such a strong offense. Um, and there's in putting aside the offensive line, I think like their wide receivers, their running backs, you know, they have a lot of talent there. And I want to see, I feel like they're turning, they could potentially turn the wrong corner and be the Atlanta Falcons, where they have all of this talent and not perform and not do well. We've kind of gotten they've already done that because I was joking today that I've picked them to win the division for the last like five yeah. years because on paper they should win the they division are. and then they don't. So I don't think they've hit the extreme of the Atlanta Falcons yet. I think yeah. if, again, like, and maybe this, you know, being on hard knocks or being whatever, it, it'll really help that. So I'm really like, eager to see like how that, that core group of people interacts with each other. I do want to see how a, a really good offensive line freaking looks to be perfectly honest yeah. behind this scenes um so I think that's really like the big storyline too and then also maybe not a storyline but you look at a guy like you know Ezekiel Elliott and he's not really good in like the spotlight he's been you know in trouble in the past in college in the NFL so far and I know you know with the Browns it was you know questionable like is Baker going to be issue or the camera's going to bother him and do that things obviously it turned out okay but I I kind of get that feeling with Zeke and is it going to bother him? Is it going to push him in a direction that, you know, he doesn't want to go or be a distraction and things like that. So while that's on a storyline, I see that, you know, kind of adding to, you know, the potential drama of this yeah. season. I'm really intrigued. I would say I'm most intrigued uh, to see Mike McCarthy. That's at a really good point. Yeah. His second year with the team at, as head coach. And to be honest, like, there was obviously a lot of controversy with Mike McCarthy when he was in Green Bay. Like, I don't know how much that had to do with Aaron Rodgers. I, I think a lot, but also well, like, <laughs> he, he kind of like, 
you know, you don't really get fired as an NFL head coach mm -hmm. like when you're winning year after year, right. after year after year. And like Mike McCarthy, like he didn't really do much to deserve being fired and being let go in Green Bay. But it does like raise the question of like, well, how does he look in the locker room and how does he look right. with his players? Because we've seen on Hard Knocks before where like we love the vibe with the head coaches and their team. And, and you're like, oh, he's like a player's coach. Like right. these love him. Like I'm interested to see if these players love Mike McCarthy. I think that's great to bring up. And honestly, I think if Dallas starts winning year after year moving forward, we are going to understand that the reason why Mike McCarthy left Green Bay is because of Aaron Rodgers and upper management and him like literally being like, I don't know, the master of that, that entire city. My hot, my hot take is he's not the guy. He's not the guy for Dallas. Yeah, I'm not saying he's not a good head coach or Dallas is a hard team to. I don't think he's the guy. Let's like let's look at it this way. Let's look at it holistically. The NFC East right now is a whoever they're bringing in at head coach is it's it's hard. It's really really hard. Do I think the Giants? found a great coach in Joe judge. Yes. I think we see it in the team, in the team that they're really playing for him. I think this is the first time we've seen that in a really long time. You know, we see, you know, kind of his attitude behind things and it makes sense. Um, yeah. You know, do I think Ron Rivera is the guy for Washington? I don't know. I but love Ron Rivera. Then that's the thing though, but he is a tough ass and he, that team needs. To I think he's a great coach. He, he absolutely is. So I think that the NFC East, whoever enters right now, any team is going to be questionable. And they, and I think that these teams need to actually do the opposite of what NFL teams are doing and just letting people go when it's not good. And they actually need to hold on to them for a decent amount of time and kind they, of just they test. Did they did it with Jason Garrett. They held on to Jason Garrett way longer than people thought they should have. Right. So we'll we'll see. But it's and now we're very we're holding on to Jason Garrett. So <laughs> I like I don't mind. I like him. I know everyone shits on him. I, every day I open Twitter and everyone's shitting on Jason Garrett. I actually don't mind. Him. We're gonna we're gonna see what happens this season. We're but, gonna see what happens. But yeah. Yes. Yeah, so Dallas HBO Hard Knocks again. This is like a month away. I can't wait. I'm a huge fan of Hard Knocks. Love to mm -hmm. watch it. Um, but in yep. other NFL quick hot topics, yesterday, New England wide receiver Nikhil Harry has formally requested a trade. Uh, his agent said expectations haven't been met since Nikhil was drafted in the first round by New England in 2019. I'm sure New England could also say, yeah, no shit, expectations yeah. haven't been met. What have you done for us? Um, but he, his agent did mention he's only had 86 targets through two seasons. His rookie year, he was banged up. He didn't play most of the season. Uh, but last year, like, he played in 14 games, and he only had 309 receiving yards and two touchdowns. So, yes, like, you can complain that, like, oh, like, this isn't – you're not getting me the ball, whatever. Right. But, like, I can't imagine the Patriots have been happy with his production either. So this could be, like, okay, you want to trade? Like, let's part ways. Let's amicably – part ways let's make it a nice breakup and you maybe try to yeah. resurrect your career somewhere else and, and we're going to move forward with you without you well absolutely and i think like the best take i saw on this like on twitter earlier today and i forget who said it so like apologies for not crediting you but 
it was basically saying like them, him coming out and saying like, it didn't exceed like my expectations. And he was up against a guy like Jacoby Myers, who literally had zero background. And basically the Patriots pulled him in and they were like, you are wide receiver one. And Myers put up way better numbers than someone who they pulled in to actually be a true wide receiver. So don't come out and say that. You, your expectations weren't met when you could have put out there. Like you had someone next to you that was not like going supposed to be there, so to say. He was yeah. a Bill Belichick, Walmart cashier, and you did not stand a chance against him. It's, so it's funny because it's like it's not like the New England Patriots to find their star wide receivers in the first round of an NFL draft. Right. They will take guys who are very unknown, like Jacoby Myers, and they will make them into stars. Um, and so it, it was funny to see them finally be like, all right, well, we, we can't pass up on this yeah. guy. I know it's the first round and we normally don't do this, but we got to get this guy. And they did, and it didn't pan out. And they've had so many like undrafted or late round guys that were way better. So... If that works for your team, it works for your team. That works for the New England Patriots. So you cannot have a guy literally like this not pan out because they will find your replacement or your replacement's already on the team some way, shape, or form. Or they're working at Walmart, the the next cashier at Walmart. So Absolutely. So we'll see what happens with that if anybody's like actually interested in in bringing him in. But um, our final NFL quick hot topic, Caitlin, I don't know if you got to catch any of this. I caught the back end of it. Um, Yesterday, the match charity golf event aired. That was, of course, Aaron Rodgers and Bryson DeChambeau. They were paired up against Tom Brady and Phil Mickelson. And Aaron Rodgers solidified the win for him and Bryson by sinking a putt from 12 feet on the 16th hole. I have to say, like, I caught, like, the back nine, and Rodgers was putting like an animal. Like, he was... (laughs) He was putting like a legitimate professional. Let's golfer. hope that's not like foreshadowing that he's, you know, he's Tom, Tom mind is elsewhere. Played, Tom Brady played last year and he was incredible last year. His game was not really on uh, yesterday when I was watching at least what I saw um, in the later half, but Aaron Rodgers was putting like a pro and mm-hmm. It, it was it was fun. Like they can both play. They can both right. play well enough to like go out and and play a professional round of golf, which is really fun. And like they're mic'd up, and it's hilarious. And, yeah. Um. You well, know, that's like the best part about it for sure. And like well, they, Tom Brady sent out like the funniest tweets ever, and it was like I don't know. I, I, did you see that one meme that like I put like our stuff on? It's like of the two golfers, and the one guy's like rolling his eyes. Yes. And the guy, I went, so Tom Brady like put that one out and it was like when Phil Mickelson asked you to be his partner again next year, cause they lost, <laughs> so, but it's just funny because I know they are a common duo for sure when they're doing these charity events, but I just, <laughs> um, I just loved kind of like the banter back and forth. Cause he did one about Aaron Rodgers like going off too. So I just think that's really funny. Yeah. He, he was really, he was on and, um, you know, loved having, you had a couple commentators, uh, they had Larry Fitzgerald doing it, coming in, asking a couple questions. I love that. They have the best with Charles Barkley, and Charles is yeah. hilarious. And Charles Barkley had no shame in his game, asking him several times <laughs> throughout the match, Aaron, are we going to see you with Green Bay the season over? Aaron, are we going to see you? Uh, like, there was a be- they were playing in Montana, so there was, like, a bear literally next to the course that they, like, showed. Oh, my God. Um, 
And he was Charles Barkley was like, Aaron, look, it's a bear. Are you going to be playing the bear while you're on Green Bay? Um, and Aaron Rodgers just kept saying, we'll see. Maybe. I don't know. Like, it was, yeah. it was hilarious. But it's just like. Listen, he's truly living his best life right now. Not not reporting to any, you know, team things. Going yeah. to Hawaii with his fiance and other famous I did see a, I did see a headline where it was like Aaron Rodgers said he's just taking care of his, like, own mental health this offseason and, like, worrying about himself and. Okay, we're gonna see what happens. I'm so gotta cut his hair though. I don't like oh, he's gotta cut that hair, it's terrible. I think COVID is like COVID's not over, but lockdown is over. Shailene Woodley is doing something to him. I think he's really becoming like a little bit hippy dippy. Um, like just the way he was talking, as he he was like, Let's all be zen. Like, oh no, 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 look at the sun. Let's just take in the sea. He's going to get his ass kicked in the NFL this year. That's the way he acts. Woodley is like rubbing off on you. You're sounding very like hippy dippy. I don't know. I don't like that. No, it was weird. And I was (laughs) like, Cut that hair, boy. Cut that hair. Cut that hair. (sighs) But it was good. It was funny. I love watching that every year. Yeah, always, always good entertainment. Obviously, always, always good for a good cause for sure. All righty, so we are in week three out of eight weeks where we are giving you our best worst case scenario for records, so our record prediction um, for each of the divisions within the NFL. Um, So we capped you off with the East last week. So now let's. Venture up north, and we are going to. We went this way, and now we're going this way. Um, and now we're going to the AFC North. So, this is Baltimore, Cincinnati, Cleveland, and Pittsburgh. So, let's not waste any more time. Let's get into it. Starting with Baltimore, what you got? Great division, competitive division, probably maybe the best division in football right now. Um, Baltimore. I'm having them best case scenario at 12 and five. Okay. I'm having them worst case scenario at nine and eight. My comment that I wrote down, I feel as though they have some very winnable games on their schedule, like the Raiders, the Lions, Broncos, Chicago. But I will say like, and this is, this is a tough stretch. It's one thing to like have a stretch of like three or four hard games, but their final seven games are very tough. Mm. Includes Cleveland, Pittsburgh, Cleveland again, Green Bay, Cincy, the Rams, and Pittsburgh again. So that's yeah. that's a tough stretch right there. It's going to be a challenge. in seven games to have two division rivals like right back to back. That's hard to have yeah, them twice. Four, yeah, yeah. You've got Cleveland twice, you've got Pittsburgh twice, and you've got Cincinnati. I so think we're seeing hard. that a lot with the schedule. You have, but, then, yeah. but then, like, throwing the non-division games and it's Green Bay and the Rams, right. like, that's hard, too. So it, it's yeah. going to be a very challenging stretch for them. I think with the the change this year with the 17 games, we are seeing that that, that those really difficult stretches, especially yeah. division games, where you're seeing division rivals right back-to-back, or you're seeing – division games. I think we spoke about this not last week. We did the the NFC East last week, but the, you know, the week before you're seeing it right. Two games in a row. You're getting division games back to back. So it's, it's, I wonder how 
and I don't think it's like an anomaly. I think that like it is how it worked out. So I, I would love to see how the NFL kind of analyzes this season and is hearing the com- like the comments back from you know maybe not our podcast, but big, a little bit bigger analysts, and they're going to understand like okay, like this is how we have to kind of if we want to keep seventeen games, this is how we have to spread it out next yeah. year. So because it's. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's not like you're trying to make the schedule easier for people, but it's just like that. It's just, we've been seeing it. This is our third week. We're seeing how. Sometimes it's like a puzzle and you have to make the pieces fit and be like, okay, uh, who's not on a buy? Like, you know, sometimes it is what it is and you don't have a choice and it's a puzzle and you got to make the pieces fit. But yeah, Yeah. we're going to see some tough stretches. So for Baltimore, for me, so best case scenario, I'm going with 11 and six. And worst case scenario, 10 and seven. Um, So Baltimore to me is a very strong uh, team. What I just question is what they can do um, in the playoffs. And actually I'll cap that around this entire, I've been saying cap a lot this episode. I don't know what that means. Um, Wrap it around the entire division. Um, I think it's a very strong division. Like we had just said, probably one of the strongest in the NFL going into the 2021 season. I have the biggest question mark on all four of these teams postseason yeah regular season strong we'll have these these probably good records that we're all going to read off here you have three teams in the playoffs easily yeah but postseason is question mark for all of them for sure you're right all right cincinnati the Bengals. I, I i really hope we just see a full 16 healthy games from joe burrow i think he is honestly that's really guy. he is it he is the real deal um best case scenario for this you know, young team and a team that, you know, hasn't had a lot of success in the past. I'm going nine and eight best case scenario. Well, was a little mean. Mean? I was a little mean. No, I'm a little mean. I don't know. Mean. Okay. Okay. Uh, worst case scenario with six and 11. I, I, I honestly really like this team and I had faith in what they were doing with Joe Burrow before he got hurt. And so hopefully he comes back and things are okay, but this is obviously a very tough division. And so you need, need, need to win the easy games on your schedule. Mm. Cincinnati has to win the games against Chicago, Jacksonville, Detroit, the Jets, and Denver. So Mm. that is going to be the key for this young football team. Win the winnable games. It sounds simple. It sounds easy, but it doesn't always happen. You have to win the winnable games. Yeah. So maybe it's not like too, too mean, but their best case scenario did go seven and 10 for them. That's not not that mean. It's not, but I could see six and 11 as well. I think I'm more so just like, because I think it really is like a hype this season for them. And I think, you know, we got to get the the 17 or the 16, whatever. We need the fresh, the freshness from Joe Burrow. We need all, all games from him. Um, I just don't know. It's again, it's something where you just wish that fans and people like, you know, looking into their organization, it doesn't happen overnight and you hope that they don't think that. So um, I could probably go back and forth too. So like I seven to 10 final answer, but I could, I could probably go to six and 11 too. Um, And then worst case scenario, five and 12. Um, So not too much far off from what I said. No, no. All right. Alrighty. These two next two get a little interesting for me, but what do you have for Cleveland? Cleveland is going to be similar to the Buffalo Bills and like we all just saw them have their first big like breakout season last year making the playoffs and like being really strong AFC teams. 
can they do it again? They're obviously getting Odell Beckham Jr. back. That's that should be great for them. We'll see what it looks like. Best case scenario, I'm going eleven and six. Okay. Worst case scenario, I'm going eight and nine. So okay. Uh, they're opening the season on the road versus Kansas City. That's not going to be fun. Nobody wants to take on that task, especially on the road. Um, and then this is this is rough, in my opinion. They end the season, their last three games, on the road. And think about end of season, really cold weather. On the road at Green Bay. Then on the road at Pittsburgh. Uh-uh. Home against the Bengals. Like, that's a really hard end Yeah. To- so that, yes. that is their with time. playoffs on the line too like we just said yeah. three of them could potentially go to the playoffs but it also could be very cutthroat between those three teams near the end of the season yeah. so to have yeah. those three games when playoffs are on the line open against KC and then like in December have to go on the road in Green Bay I'm cold just thinking about it no I know and I'm gonna take it's a hot day here in New Jersey I'm, I'm sweating get cold in Cleveland but not Green Bay cold. No, 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 no. All righty. So I have a bit of a curveball here. Uh-oh. My best case scenario, and apologies if I did this in the incorrect order, but best case scenario for the Cleveland Browns is 10, 6, and 1. They are tying a game. So I like it. I like it. 10 wins, six losses, one tie. And worst case scenario, I, I agree with you. I think eight and you said eight and nine. So, yeah. So, yeah. we're on minus one itty bitty tie. <laughs> this division always ties. Yeah, you're right. You're right. There could, there could 100%, 17 games, not going to surprise me to see somebody yep. have a tie across the league this year. And this is probably the division to do it. So, yeah, <laughs> I'm, with, I'm with you. I'm with you. And then wrapping up the division, we have the Pittsburgh Steelers, which to me, this season for them is going to be so... I'm going to be watching it under a microscope. I am so intrigued by the Steelers going into 2021 because I don't know. Jekyll and Hyde team last year. I think yeah. they started the season, were they 13-0? and So through 13 weeks... Like of the- literally dominant. They were the best team not just yeah. on both sides of the ball. They were both dominant sides. on offense, dominant on defense. And then what we saw after that stretch was just weird. It wasn't the team we had seen. Like no. people were like, are they going to have an undefeated season? Like that's how good they looked. And then things just got weird. So best case scenario, I have them at 10 and seven mm-hmm. and worst case scenario, Jekyll and Hyde flip mirror seven and 10. Yeah. Uh, I will say that I think they have the toughest schedule in this division. Uh, and their hard games are very, very hard. At Buffalo, at Green Bay, Seattle, Tennessee, at Kansas City. That, that is, is brutal. So I know that tough. I have them like at a worst case scenario of seven and ten. I want to say that's like not a knock against the Steelers. It's just that's, damn, yeah. this schedule is tough it is brutal they got the worst draw out of the four teams Mm -hmm. it's going to be a challenging challenging uh season for the pittsburgh steelers you read those names to anyone in the nfl and they're they're shape you get that you open up your nfl your schedule day at any team any fandom and you're like shit like you it's no one is happy about that no one's happy it wouldn't surprise me if like and i haven't looked in a while like obviously they do the rankings of like who has the toughest and easiest schedule wouldn't surprise me if the steelers potentially had 
one of, if not the hardest schedules. Oh, definitely. Just off of those alone, just put you up there. And that's just, and then adding your division. Right. Forget it. Yeah. All righty. Best case scenario for me, I'm going with nine and eight. And then worst case scenario, here's another kicker for you, ladies and gentlemen, seven, nine, and one. They are tying the Cleveland Browns. So that is in the division. They're tying each other at, well, I guess they play each other back to that seven game stretch back to back at one point. So one of them is going to be a tie. So. All right. Uh, Hot take. You heard it here first. And I can, I could definitely see it happening. I like the bold prediction. This division loves to tie each other. You're not wrong on that one. It's like NFL tradition. Yes. Uh, Honestly, like I'm, I think we do this every year before the season starts too. We kind of give like our predictions for who will win the division. So I know that this is going to be a real interesting one to cover for sure, because you can, you can make arguments Mm -hmm. for I would say three of the four teams. So Absolutely. That, that'll be very interesting. But let's get into our big stories of the week in the world of housewives. This first one is Beverly Hills related potential return of a former cast member. Um, this past week, Denise Richards confirmed that she would like to rejoin the cast of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, but insisted that she had never told Bravo that they needed to fire Lisa Rinna for, for her to come back despite rumors saying that she did, in fact, say mm-hmm. that. Uh, rumors had started swirling when Garcelle actually appeared on a recent episode of Watch What Happens Live and told Andy herself that did, she thinks Denise wants to come back. But she was quick to say, but somebody's got to go then. And Andy uh, asked the question on everybody's minds. He asked it for us. He said, are those housewives initials LR? And Garcelle just, you know, awkwardly laughed. Yeah didn't deny it no no denial so yeah we all know what that means uh lisa reacted to these comments on instagram she screenshotted garcelle from that ap- episode of watch what happens live and just commented hi <laughs> uh, also posted one of her more uh infamous quotes on her story saying i wouldn't be surprised if we never saw denise richards again so yeah she definitely had something to say about that. Denise, I think Denise clarified this after Lisa kind of like took to Instagram, obviously after Garcelle said these things on Watch What Happens Live, just to confirm like, no, like I never, yes, I would like to come back. No, I never said that Bravo needed to fire Lisa. Um, what are your thoughts like about her potential return? I just think that like her like entrance and her being there was, I think we were so like excited about it because we'd love, you know, potentially having people that we already know. I thought she was a great fit, you know, being in Hollywood, being in Beverly Hills, like it made sense for her. I liked her family storyline, but then obviously when all of those rumors started and everything like that, and Lisa Vanderpump was off the show, the women attacked her. And I said this many, many a times, like they, picked someone and they bullied them and they, and it, it's, it's street, it's Lisa Rinna. And that's what they do. They literally bully these women until like, there's no, there's no end. Um, and so, uh, she was the target and yeah. it was just, it got to a point where like, you know, we're watching Roni right now and it's, it's painful. And we, it just gets to a point and like Beverly Hills and orange County for me have been painful over the years because it just gets to that point where you're like, why am I, why am I watching this? Why am I wasting my time? It's the same shit. Every episode it's, it's, it's these fights are stupid. And 
it's just dumb. So like, I don't, there's no point in her coming back because it's just going to be the same thing. Lisa Rinna's not going anywhere. Dorit's not going anywhere. Erica's clearly staying because of all the drama and the shit that's going on with her life right now. Bravo's not going to let that leave. So you have all the same women and they're just going to keep going after you. Kyle has no backbone. As much as I love Kyle, she's not going to do anything. She's not going to stand up for anyone else. Like it's just, it's just frustrating. So like mm-hmm. me, honestly, like they're actually doing pretty, Pretty well this season with um, two of their newer uh, cast members. I'm blanking on their name right now. Like people love them, um, and then obviously um, Hilt Kathy Hilton's on, and people yeah. are obsessed with Kat. Like apparently she's like the star of the show. Yeah. And like I will admit, like I have not been watching because I'm still just very much just it's just annoying. They're really annoying in my opinion. So I just can't watch it, but I will eventually go back to it. But I just, they're the type of cast in my opinion that needs like a a facelift. Like they need to do what orange County just did and be like, all right, swipe out three of you and let's bring back an OG Lisa Vanderpump. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah. So I just, I think that like bringing her back would just be stupid at this point. Cause again, even if you don't bump out Lisa Rinna, you got to bump out someone else. There's just too many people on screen right now. Yeah. Who are you going to get rid of? Yeah. You're yeah. not. I hear you. I hear you. But, well, another Housewives news, probably a little bit better and more fun because Miss Luann, the Countess, is getting serious with her new boyfriend. Yes. So we did actually, so um, I think we brought this up like a little bit ago, but we had really, really didn't know like much detail behind it. Yeah. Um, but it is a recent fling for Miss Luann Lesseps, Um, And we're seeing now that it's turning into an actual relationship. Um, so she was having this fling in March with, oh, I'm going to ruin this. Radamez. Radamez. Sure. Radamez. Sure. Radamez Rubio Gaten while visiting Tulum, but now they are dating. And that's Tulum, right? I got that right. Tulum, tell them. It's Tulum. Tulum, Tulum. Yes. Don't, yeah. See, I was thinking of like tulips. It's Tulum. <laughs> um, so Radamez manages the. Um, uh, why did you give me this story? I can't pronounce anything. <laughs> you guys know no, I'm bad at it. No one would know if you pronounced it right or not. A Mansala Resort in Tulum. But he's also a chef, and guess what? Boom, boom, boom. Dun, 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 That was my Instagram story sound today, and that got me so excited for the NFL season. But the reason why I'm singing that is because the NFL and Housewives, yet again, come together because guess what he did? He did what? Well, I'm asking you, you gotta guess what? Oh, oh. No, I'm kidding. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> he used to play in the NFL for the Miami Dolphins and the Pittsburgh Steelers. So, people, it is again, the connection is there. Yeah. Um, so he's originally from Mexico. Well, he is from Mexico, um, but they've been flying back and forth to see each other. So it must be nice. Um, and then she also rented out her house in Sag Harbor um this summer. Um, so she rented out a house in Sag Harbor. Um, and then, you know, with traveling so much to see him, now the places are open. They're they're spending a lot of time together. And listen, she's smitten and she's happy. So good for you, Lou. I'm a little I'm a little upset about uh what's his name that he's out of the picture. Garth, what happened? Right? Yeah, what, we gotta get some closure there. What happened with Garth? 
well, we'll find out what happens. Obviously, Garth is no more. I think Sonia's probably happy about that one. We'll see how she feels about the new boo. Sonia uh, had no reason to be upset about Garth. Yeah, she was just being well, a brat. Insensitive. She was being uh, a brat. <laughs> all right. Well, let's get into our game of the week. This is football related. It is called Give Us Those NFC MVPs. So on Thursday, NFL.com writer Dan Hansis gave us his insight for the 2021 season and predicted one MVP for each NFC team. I assume he's also going to do this for the AFC. So hopefully, you know, next week we can tackle that as well. Um, but we are going to say whether we agree or disagree with his selections. And we are also, regardless whether we disagree or agree, we're going to choose one other player that could potentially be the MVP for each team. So, we are doing this in alphabetical order, um, with the first team being the Arizona Cardinals. Dan Hansis has his MVP for the Cardinals as quarterback Kyler Murray. Do you agree or disagree? As much as it annoys me, I'm going to agree with it because I feel that, like, no matter, like, he'll put up numbers this season and people will go batshit crazy about yeah. it. I don't understand the hype around him. I never will. But if the kid puts up his numbers – as a quarterback, as he's moving into, is he, is he moving? There he Yeah, I was going to say, so. Third year. So money's going to be on the table soon, things like that. If he puts up numbers, I think it might be, you know, that's the real deal for, so I'm going to agree with it. Um, and then my alternative is DeAndre Hopkins, because it's just to me, who's not putting numbers on, he's putting numbers on the board. Yeah, so I'm going to disagree, and I'm disagreeing for wide receiver DeAndre, DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's more so a thing of me, like, not only is he the best wide receiver in the league, he's also one of just the best players in the league right. across any position. Uh, and so I think he he's the guy. Like, he makes it happen for them. Uh, I understand Kyler plays the quarterback position. It's the most p important position on the field. But I don't think Kyler is like one of the top quarterbacks in the league, or one. People of the just top get so QB happy, and they're just like, right, right. I want, but I, I'm looking at like DeAndre Hopkins. Like you are the right. best player on your team. You're the most important player on your team. Uh, I'm going with him. So moving on to the Atlanta Falcons, Dan Hansis has wide receiver Calvin Ridley as his MVP. Agree or disagree? So I'm actually going to disagree with this one. And obviously I love uh, Calvin Ridley. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I just, you know, with the Falcons, I just, I don't know. I need to see some like massive movements within the organization for me to really understand like who's going to do well. And I think they actually did well in the draft with picking up Kyle Pitts. And I'm actually going to throw him in the MVP slot here. Lonnie, I thought I was given a hot take. I disagree. And I went with Kyle Pitts. I honestly think he's going to come in and light the league on fire. Like you don't draft the tight end at the four spot right. in the NFL draft for no reason. This kid's going to be a yeah. game changer. I Absolutely. do want to mention since we both had Kyle Pitts that I did have somebody else and changed it last minute. My So my honorable mention is kicker young Wake. Yeah. Honestly, it's a great, it's a great he pick. Is, it's, He's, He's so good. Solid. He is so solid yeah. for that team. He was the bright spot enough that people are yeah. going out and buying his jersey. He's mm -hmm. a kicker, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. So he's very vital to that team. And he mm -hmm. is my honorable mention. <laughs> uh, okay. Carolina Panthers. 
Dan Hansis is going with running back Christian McCaffrey. I have to agree with this. When you look at the depth chart and you look at the team holistic, just in general, like he is literally the only person that stands out in my opinion. Like he is that team, you know, he's coming off an injury, but we got to see, I don't think it'll, he's really strong. I don't think it's really going to phase him that much. He's going to put up numbers yet again. So he is their MVP. I'm agreeing with her. Sure. Alternative. I'm going to go with Robbie Anderson. Okay. All right. Um, I, I'm agree. Christian McCaffrey is the heart and soul of that football team. Uh, usually it's your quarterback, but he, he really truly is the heart and soul for the Carolina Panthers. Uh, my alternative, I'm going with somebody that they actually picked up in free agency. I'm going with defensive end Hassan Reddick. Uh, he mm-hmm. tied fifth in sacks last year in the league with 12 and a half. He's a beast. He's one of the best pass rushers in the game. This was a great pickup for Carolina, and hopefully it pays off for them. Comes in, changes things up, gets those sacks for them. I think he's definitely a Pro Bowl player, so he could potentially be an MVP for that team. Okay, the Chicago Bears. Dan Hansis is going with wide receiver Allen Robinson. I am 100% agreeing with this one, and I want to actually a billion times percent agree agree with this one because I got to tell you, I don't have an alternative. I could not. I looked at it, and I just – Katie, Katie, I couldn't. I couldn't pick one. Well, I disagreed with this one. Did you forget that they have Khalil Mack? Yes. I'm going with Khalil Mack. Like he's still one of the best defensive players in the game. Game changer. I'm going with Khalil Mack. Well, I feel like the dumbest person ever. So we should just cancel this episode and cancel me for that reason. I honestly don't even know it slipped my mind. <laughs> no worries. No worries. It happens to us. I don't know. That's a big, that's a big slip up. Listen, I really do like, I had to think about, am I going to go with Allen Robinson or am I going to go with Khalil Mack? Like Mm -hmm. Allen Robinson is obviously one of the best wide receivers in the league, but Khalil Mack, game changer, absolute game changer. So I I agree with that. Yeah. All right. The Dallas Cowboys, we're uh, getting into our first NFC East team here. Dan Hansis. A little surprised by his selection, yeah. but he went with wide receiver C.D. Lamb. Agree or disagree? Listen, and I, I think this plays back to what I spoke about before with what my storyline is with Hard Knocks. Is you have to see that entire offensive unit and how they operate, and aside from the line, their running backs and their wide receivers. What, what's going on behind the scenes with all that talent? So C.D. Right. Lamb is beyond talented, and I don't think that. The, the Cowboys used him properly last season. They just didn't. Like, I just don't think they did. Um, you know, they're not using Amari Cooper properly. I just like, don't think they're using people as well as they could. Um, so I'm actually going to disagree with this one. Um, and I think just honestly, like, it's it's for them hoping for the best. Um, but I think it's going to go to Dak Prescott if all is flying colors with him this season. Disagree with Dan Hansis. Agree with Caitlin. It's it's quarterback Dak Prescott. Yeah. Um, I have faith. He could he, even have like half of a season, and people. It's just yeah, gonna... it's one of those things where like every year I see somebody who's like supposed to win comeback player of the year, and I'm always right. like, as long as they put up decent enough right. stats, they don't have to be spectacular. Mm-hmm. But if they're decent, like they'll win that award. I could see Dak Prescott winning that award, but I don't think he'll play decent. I think he really will play well. I see right. him play see him coming back and being strong for them. It, it's got to be him. 
All right, Detroit. This is this is a tough one. There's not a lot of uh, big names on this roster. I, again, I, I think this could potentially be the worst team in football this year. Oh yeah. Dan Hansis has gone with tight end TJ Hawkinson. Agree or disagree? I'm going to agree with it. My alternative is going to be the quarterback. It's going to be Jared Goff. So let's see what he can do in Detroit. Yeah, um, I agreed with TJ Hawkinson. Uh, my alternative is different. I, I did feel as though running back DeAndre Swift was a bright spot for them last yeah. year. Why? Um, but again, I, I I made a note, and I didn't make notes for many of these teams or many of these players, but I just wrote down no one to really choose from. <laughs> so it's a it's a great note to jot down. <laughs> it, is, it is. It just is what it is. So. so the numbers will just be there organically. They just have to be there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, Green Bay. This will be interesting depending on what happens, but Dan Hansis has quarterback Aaron Rodgers. I mean, listen, if he comes back, I agree. It's like it's one of those 50-50 shots. So I'm gonna I'm gonna I think he's coming back. At this point, I don't think he's going anywhere else. So yeah. I'm gonna agree with it. Um, but then my alternative is is another Aaron with Mr. Aaron Jones. So mm, okay, okay. Um, I agree. Like if, if somebody's yeah. one of the best players in the entire yeah. league, like I agree. It's always going to be them. He so will I, have to have like the slip up of the freaking century right. well, to not. Aaron, Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers. Right. I agree. Um, but I a hundred percent believe that the alternative has to be wide receiver Devonte Adams. Yeah. He's also like probably top three wide receiver in the league right now. He's a beast. He's a monster. Um, uh, maybe Aaron Rodgers says just for him. I, I wouldn't want to leave that. They have a great connection. Yeah. He is my alternative. All right. Los Angeles Rams. Dan Hansis has defensive tackle Aaron Donald. This is like, again, another billion percent agree. Um, you know, you don't player in the game. So literally as much. Um, and then my alternative, I'm going to go with Cam Akers. I would defense on both sides. I am agreeing. It has to be Aaron Donald. And you love to see it. You, I love to see the defense on both sides. Yeah, I mean, that's great. And I got to be honest, like you got guys like Cam Akers, uh, Robert right. Woods, Cooper Cup. It's not like there aren't people to choose from on offense that are phenomenal. So that honestly speaks really well. Right. That my guys are on defense. Like this is a star studded roster. Yeah. Um, I'm going with cornerback Jalen Ramsey. He's still one of the best cornerbacks in the league. He is. Um, shut down corner. Had, had to give it to him. Two defensive guys for me. All right. Minnesota. Dan Hansis went with running back Dalvin Cook. This is another one for me that's like a no-brainer. Um, honestly, just put up monster numbers last year. I don't think anything's going to change um, for that. Um, and then I'm going to, you know, listen, I, I think that um, Adam Thielen is really talented. So I think that even if, I don't know what would happen to Dalvin Cook, but Adam Thielen would be my alternative. All right. I agree with Dalvin Cook. My Alternative is a different wide receiver on this team. Uh, I don't think he will have a sophomore slump. I'm still expecting big things from him. Certainly lit the league on fire in his first year as a rookie, but I'm going with wide receiver Justin Jefferson. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right, New Orleans, we don't got Drew Brees anymore. So who do we got? Who do we got? Dan Hansis is going with running back Alvin Kamara. And I'm going to agree with it. And I think just the best, if you don't have Drew Brees, you just go with your two best offensive guys because the ball's going to find them somewhere. So Michael Thomas is the um, the runner or whatever, the alternative. 
agree with you, agree with Dan Hansis. Alvin Kamara yeah. is my number one choice. And obviously, wide receiver Michael Thomas is number the two. The ball's going to get there some way, somehow. Some way, somehow. It's got to. All right, here we go. Our New York Giants. And honestly, I know that you agree. We love Dan Hansis for his answer. Finally yeah. giving the man some respect. He picked line black, linebacker Blake Martinez. I love it. Agree or disagree? I absolutely love the answer. I absolutely yeah. love it. But I'm going to disagree with it, okay. actually. Yeah. Um, and I'm actually going to put Leonard Williams in his spot as a technical, well, just the alternative one. Um, I just think, like, within, like, the season coming up, like, you know, Blake Martinez is going to put up monster numbers for the NFL in general, and we're going to see yeah. that. I just think right now with everything that we've done with Leonard Williams and what he's coming off of contract-wise and things like that, like, He's going to be a beast this season and it's really going to be a breakout for him. So, and I, again, I love the, the defense, <laughs> the defensive combo here for sure. So I just, I really expect a lot out of him. So I think I'm going to give it to him instead. Okay. Well, I agreed with Dan Hansis because I felt like Blake didn't get a lot, enough love. Yeah. He really is that player that is in mm -hmm. on every single play. Like he's right. there. He is right there. Um, so I agreed I also, interestingly enough, kept it defense on both. I mean, it was the strong point of our team last well, year. Well, yeah. Um, I went with two defensive guys. Lonnie, sometimes we really don't agree, and sometimes it's like we share the same brain. I, I did my alternative as Leonard Williams. So, yeah. you know, and, and there were a couple of guys I had floating around in my head, but you're right. He had a big year for us last year. Follow that up with a big fat contract. Like I want to see it pay off. I want to see him come out and just. I think I want to see me buying his jersey in the future. I also I want to buy really a Blake loves, Martinez jersey. I think he really loves playing uh, for Patrick Graham. I think yes. he loves playing for the New York Giants. I think he excels in our system, and I just want to. It's see night him. and day in the Jets in the Giants with him. It's yeah, literally night yeah. and day. Leonard Williams was looking like, oh shit, you're like a massive bust. Like we took you really early in the draft and now it's like a whole oh, shit. Draft. Like, I don't want you to come near me. Like, oh yeah. my God. Like, yep. All right. Let's go. Uh, sticking with the NFC East here. Let's go with the Philadelphia Eagles. And Dan Hansis is giving some love to a rookie wide receiver, Devonte Smith. So this is I'm gonna get so I'm agreeing with it, um, but my hot take actually is that I'm gonna keep it within the Alabama family, and I'm gonna give it to Jalen Hurts as the alternative. Um, I think that if he comes out in his sophomore season and is, is really up up to what he doesn't really have much to play around, but if you think of him and Devonte Smith, like kind of think of the numbers that they could potentially put together. Yeah. So if Jay, and again, we know how QB happy the NFL is. So if they're working together and they're both getting these numbers, I think you might give the slight edge to Jalen. That's why I'm giving him the, as the alternative, but I do a hundred million thousand percent agree with Devonte Smith because I am still to this day. So pissed at the Eagles. Okay. <laughs> I think he's not be, happy. I think he's going to be a phenomenal player, but I'm disagreeing with this. Um, sometimes, you know, I, I gave it to Kyle Pitts. Sometimes it's hard to give it to these rookies without yeah. seeing them play a single NFL game. Um, and so I just went with somebody who's just been solid and consistent for them season after season after season. I went defensive side of the ball. I went with defensive tackle Fletcher Cox. Yeah. And he's, honestly, he's like a huge heartbeat and soul right. of that team. So that's who I'm mm -hmm. giving. To. Yeah. 
All right, let's go over to the San Francisco 49ers. Dan Hans is going with tight end George Kittle. Agree. Agree. He's a he's a monster and he, you know, you just said Fletcher Cox is the heart and soul of the the Eagles. I could see that as George Kittle. Um he is the heart and soul of the the Niners um as they try to reassemble themselves after last season. Um he truly is that piece that's going to take them to the next level. So I agree with it. My alternative though is I'm going to go with uh, with Jimmy G. I don't think that they're gonna um you know, I think that hot take it is. Uh, I think they're they're sticking with him long term. Um, obviously, I understand moves they made in the draft, but I think that you know coming back healthy, he'll do he'll do okay things. And I just think again, we I just I can never just get off of the QB happiness. And I think right now, if you look at these these two individuals and they're the ones putting up numbers, um, he'll have numbers because of the people around him. So, okay, all right. Um, I agree with George Kittle. And my alternative, maybe a dark horse candidate to win comeback player of the year, I'm going defensive end Nick Bosa. I mean, the kid is a beast. So as long as he is good to go, Mm -hmm. he's going to kill it for them. Yeah, Um, Loved watching him his rookie season. He was phenomenal. So upset that he got hurt. Yeah ever want to see that especially when it's a team that's like not in the horse race with you you know if it happens in our division okay but (laughs) yeah you don't want to see a player like that who's having so much success so early on uh you don't want to see that happen he's a phenomenal player and I think he's definitely deserving of my alternative spot all right the Seattle Seahawks staying in that division with San Fran uh quarterback Russell Wilson agree or disagree I agree. I feel like, again, this is another no-brainer. My alternative is DK Metcalf, so Metcalf. And mine is the same. I agree with Russell. My alternative is DK. I feel as though this is just one of those ones that's self-explanatory. Absolutely. All right, another one that might be self-explanatory. You tell me. uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, we've got quarterback Tom Brady. You, like, want to disagree with it, but you can't. You can't find – (laughs) yeah. <laughs> um, and I actually, I, my alternative might be surprising because maybe I think I called him lazy in the past. So I'm actually going to give it to Mike Evans. So, um, someone actually, I, I was reading, um, the other day, it was, it wasn't like an underrated, like post, like people that are underrated. Cause I don't think Mike Evans is underrated at all. It was just, it was, I guess it was more so like not giving like full on spotlight. And like, he was one of the individuals and they just, like really went into detail around it. Um, and I, it really, it was eye opening for sure. So, um, I just, I gotta, I'm going to give it to him here. It's the alternative. I actually do think he's a little bit underrated. Um, I think his stats are, are, if you look at his stats since he's been in this league, like they're so consistent and they're so like top, top, yeah. top every, every season in touchdowns, in yards, he's the guy. Um, I agree with Tom Brady and my alternative is Mike Evans. Mm-hmm. All right, last but not least, rounding it out, finishing it up with an NFC East team. We have the Washington football team. Dan Hansis has defensive end Chase Young, another youngin that made this list going into his sophomore season. Do you agree or disagree with that? And honestly, you love, again, to see the defensive players on here, and he is just someone that I don't want to face for the rest of my life, but I know I have to. Um, He's such an attractive player, watching him week after week. Um, I love the way in which he plays. I agree with this 1000%. He is the Washington football team right now. He truly hands down 
as a second year player, is it, is it like the team is on his shoulders? I know it's a lot. Um, and then, but alternative, I'm going to go with running back uh, Antonio Gibson. Okay. Yeah. Antonio Gibson, another really good young player. I thought he was a, a bright spot for them mm -hmm. last year. I think he's only going to continue to right. excel from there. Um, I'm agreeing with Chase Young. He's just, he, I know I've said this like a hundred times yeah. describing other people, but he is like that game changer player. Like that's mm -hmm. why you draft him at the spot that you draft right. him, drafted him at. Um, I'm actually going to, as my alternative, throw down my first offensive lineman. Oh! I'm going to give love to a guy that I can clearly, vividly remember wanting the Giants to draft. when. He yes. He's been so dominant, Pro Bowl player, so consistent. And, like, what's better than that when you've got that guy on the line who's, you know, yeah. always legit, always keeping your quarterback upright. I'm going with guard Brandon Sheriff. I love um, it. Why? And I love yeah. my, me some linemen. Yeah, he's legit. And it pains me that, like, again, like, you know, we don't want to face Chase Young. I don't want Brandon Sheriff yeah. to be on that line for, no. for Washington. He's a legit lineman. I would love to have one of those on our line. Uh, and I got, I have to give him props. I have to give him love. Absolutely. No, that was honestly a, that was a great pick. Thank you. Thank you. Good game. Alrighty. Yeah, it was a fun game. It really made you think of, like, it just, because you definitely have like standout players on every yeah. single team, but you think of MVP caliber and you're like, well, wait, like, I don't know. And then it's, I thought, so it was very good. Not so obvious. Absolutely. All, All right. right. Well, it is that time of the episode where we get it off our chest, positive, negative football, housewives, wine, life, anything that you want to let the audience know about. So Katie, why don't you go ahead and get us started? I think I want you to start because I still got to think of one. Okay. <laughs> We thought, honestly, it could just be like, hey, we're here. We're having a great time. Um, so mine is just uh, short and sweet. And I did this for, I think, the last two, three weeks. It is the final week of my um, fundraiser for the Tom Coughlin J Fund. So it's all the links are on all of our social media profiles, on a Twitter, on Instagram, Facebook, everything. Um, I don't know if it's on YouTube, but I can always comment it on there. Um, you can literally just anywhere that we are. Um, you go to my personal pages, Katie's pages too. They're there. Um, so yeah, so basically it's the simplest fundraiser in the world because all you do is buy wine. There's no gimmicks. There's nothing, anything like that. You literally just buy bottles of wine. You can buy one bottle. You can buy multiple bottles. You can do whatever you want. Um, if you don't know, if you don't drink wine, I guarantee you someone in your life does. If you do not know someone in your life that drinks wine, Katie and I drink a lot of wine so you can buy it for us. <laughs> we will Absolutely. happily accept it. So basically what just happens is you buy a bottle of wine and a portion of the proceeds goes to the Tom Coughlin J fund. Uh, this is a, a charity that's, you know, near and dear to mine and Katie's hearts, near and dear to Giants fans hearts. Um, it's, it's really good. It's for families that, you know, are unfortunately, you know, battling childhood cancer and everything that goes into a family that's, that's dealing with this horrific issue. So um, I absolutely love the cause. You can go on their website and check it out more. You can ask me for more details. I have all of the stuff, um, but they're a great organization. I know we spoke about this last week because I wore the, the shirt. Um, they, as soon as they found out I was raising money for them, they sent me like this entire swag bag and they were just like, thank you. So like, they're like the most appreciative fun, like, fun organization I've ever donated to. Um, so I extended it a week. It was supposed to end last week, but I extended it out one more week. So we got a couple more days left. So let's go buy wine, 
as fast as you can. Unfortunately, I don't think it comes with wine in a can. I think it's just bottles. But um, go ahead and buy, buy, buy if you need recommendations. Katie and I have bought from them in the past for previous fundraisers. Katie has bought for this particular fundraiser. So if you want recommendations, let us know. But yep, just a couple of days left. So thank you. Get on it, people. Get that wine. Get that wine. Get that wine. Get that wine. <laughs> I guess like I know like Housewives is our show. That's the show we talk about. I'm going to give a quick shout out to two shows that I'm liking other than Housewives. All right. um, I know we've been super like disappointed with Roni this season. Haven't really been enjoyed watching it. So I want to kind of like give love to two shows that I am thoroughly enjoying. I know Caitlin watches one of them. We are obsessed with Siesta Key on MTV. So good. This season has been unbelievable. Such, such a good season. I know like a lot of reality TV that's on right now, um, you're seeing them like relive COVID. It's right. just, it was filmed during COVID, like the height of it. And now like they had to edit it and whatever. And now it's like live on TV and we're watching them like live during COVID. And sometimes that could be really tough, but in si Siesta Key, they just decided to pack up all their friends and go to a private island. And just That's be nice. So it was for like great entertainment. It's been so good. This season is unbelievable. It airs on Wednesday nights actually at eight o'clock, but don't miss us. You can catch it on demand. Yeah. You can catch it later as well. Um, sometimes it comes on again. At you can also restart the episode I learned last yeah. week. So yeah. It's yeah. 38 right now. Like you can go when we're done and click a restart button and you can watch the episode. I did that last week. <laughs> uh, so loving Siesta Key. Uh, also Below Deck. That's another Bravo show. Below Deck Med. That just started their new season. Three episodes in. That has been really, really great so far. And they are in Croatia. And I want to just give a shout out to Croatia because it is definitely going on my travel bucket list. Yeah. It is beautiful. Um, I could tell just from the trailers of what we're going to see this season. It's going to be a great season. I love it. Uh, it's definitely one of Bravo's like best shows. Like I think people are really like starting to stack it up there with housewives. I know people that love it really, really love it. I'm one of them. Watch below deck med, watch Siesta key, but obviously watch housewives as well. So we obviously. can get about it and you can enjoy our show. Obvious, obviously, but we always have to give people other options as well. Yes. And also just to just getting recommendations. Oh, of course. Just recommendations on the reg. So, yeah. All right. Well, that is our show for tonight. Thank you guys so much for joining. Uh, things you don't want to miss this week. Real Houses in Beverly Hills. That started at eight o'clock. Don't know if you can hit the restart button on that, but if not, catch it on demand because you're hanging out with us. Real Housewives of Potomac season six premiere is on Sunday at eight o'clock. People are pumped. People in are new pumped. Season for Potomac should be a good one. Roni on Tuesday at nine o'clock. And then as we were talking about early in the show, HBO's Hard Knocks that is 34 days away. And the NFL Hall of Fame game, which is like technically the first preseason game, that is 29 days away. I can't even fathom you have Let's to go these next couple of weeks to, you know, get our season predictions. Who could potentially win the Super Bowl? Who's going to win their divisions? Who do you need to pick up in fantasy football? You cannot afford to miss us leading up to the season. So we'll see you next week. Yeah, you cannot. Honestly, we have a great list of guests coming out as well. So you just need to keep coming back. And like Katie said, phenomenal content because football is right around the corner and we'll keep giving it delivering it week after week. So absolutely. Thanks Good for joining everyone.
Good night. Cheers. Thank you for joining.